You're listening to The Evening Sacrifice. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Good evening, beloved. God is good. And all the time, our God is a good God. Father, we thank you for this evening that we have opportunity again to hear your word and to be blessed by you, by your spirit, that your word comes to us this evening as fresh water to wash us, to wash our souls, to wash our mind, to wash our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are on a journey into the book of Corinthians. And um, today we're taking up from verse 4 of chapter 1. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So what Paul is telling this um, church here is that you were enriched. Everything, you know, the Bible says that for God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. The day we received Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to live on our inside. That indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit delivered to every single believer the grace, the ability, the capacity, the strength, the power to live the God life. So no believer should come behind in this life that is in Christ Jesus. All that a believer needs is the operation of the grace of God, the release, the working of the grace of God so that every believer will come into full potential of their destiny in Christ Jesus. Permit me to use the word destiny. Here it says, so that you come short in no gift. That is that you will not come short in any gifts. Praise God. You will not be shortchanged at all. Everything that is required for your establishment, for the revelation of Jesus Christ in you. Now, the revelation of Jesus Christ to a believer is in two dimensions. Christ is to be revealed in us. How is Christ to be revealed in us? As we mature in godliness, as we mature in the faith, Christ is being revealed in us, right? Paul said that, that he might be revealed what? In me. Praise the Lord. Now there's another revelation of Christ that is coming, which is when the Lord Jesus returns. However, whatever you are going to receive on that day when the Lord returns must come from the revelation of Jesus Christ to you personally. Hallelujah. So that you come short, verse 7 says, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we first receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we have enlisted into a training okay a period of training and we would with patience 
go through process so that Christ will be revealed in us. Now, Christ is going to be revealed in us in measures. Okay, the Bible calls it fruit bearing. A tree that will bear fruit. First of all, the first stage is to first of all mature. Is to grow by the drinking in of the milk of God's word. So after we mature, then we begin to bear fruits. You know, it's not every mature tree that bears fruit. There are some trees, they are mature. And the farmer goes to the tree and doesn't find fruit in it. So after a while, it becomes useless. He will cut it down. Praise God. So the essence of drinking the milk of God's word is so that we can mature. Then at maturity, we now begin to bear fruit. Now, our fruits are in measures 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. God wants us to bear fruits to a 100-fold measure. But he's willing for us to start with even one, even two, even ten. And progressively, we continue until we are perfected. Hallelujah. Now, verse 8 says, Who will also confirm you to the end? Now, this is the work of Christ in us, so that we may be what? Blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It will be disastrous, catastrophic, if at the end of our race on the earth here, the day Jesus returned, we will not be found blameless. We will be ashamed. It's in the book of John. We will be ashamed at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why would we be ashamed? Because Christ was not revealed in us. So when he, when he, Christ, appears, we ought to be like him. We ought to look like him. When he appears, we look different. We have a horn, one horn. We have a little tail, maybe not as long as Satan's own, but a little tail. Why? Because we've been singing and romancing with the things that we ought not to have been dancing around with. So we fall short in the gift of Christ. We fall short in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying, this is not what should happen to you, O Corinthian church. Even though you have been sanctified, even though you are named among all saints, you are named amongst all God's people, even though you have been washed, even though you have been given all things in your spirit man that pertain to life and godliness and every grace that is available for you to make it for Christ to be revealed in you has been deposited in you. Let it not be said that on that day you will come short. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So our calling is to come into fellowship, koinonia. Not just relationship now, but active living organic relationship with Jesus Christ. Fellowshipping with Jesus Christ. What qualifies us to come into fellowship with Jesus Christ has already been done for us. We have been washed from our sins in his own blood. He did that so that we can find access to his presence by the blood of Jesus. The sins that we commit, you know, in error, out of weakness, we're struggling with, will not hinder us from coming into fellowship. Rather, as we come into daily fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ, the, those sins are washed away. The, those sins are taken away from us. Now, that is the purpose of fellowshipping with our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will begin to make corrections. Show us this is not okay. This is not right. This is not okay here. This is not right here. Depending on your level of growth and your level of hunger with him, Hallelujah. 
Now, let's look at what he begins to do. He begins to point out their issues that can condemn them, even though they've been washed, even though they've been sanctified. But there are certain things now that is in their midst that would cause condemnation to come. Now, I plead with you, verse 10, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions amongst you, but that you be what? Perfectly joined together in the same mind and having the same judgments. Now, what does this mean? What the Lord is saying to his people here is that don't allow cracks, don't allow divisions to come into your midst. Speak the same things. Be raised in the same judgments. See the world from the same mirror. See the world from the same glasses. Have the same mind, which is the mind of Christ. Let your mind realm, your thinking realm, your emotional realm, emotional realm be elevated to the degree that you will see things from the eyes of righteousness don't allow yourself to be divided don't form camps oh i belong to this group because i belong to this group i cannot fellowship with that group because i belong to that group i cannot fellowship with that group. we don't do things like you people do things so you guys go away that's not the spirit of the new testament believer for it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren. You see, he calls them his brethren. They are his brethren. Concerning you, my brethren, by those of the Chloe's or Chloe's household, that there are contentions. You see, these divisions are divisions out of, you know, they birth quarrel. You know, they birth quarrel. Now, there are disagreements in doctrine that matured saints would handle without it allowing quarrel for example i believe that my hair on my head has been given to me as a covering okay however i also know that there are my brethren who do not have that understanding and so they insist that a woman must tie up her hair tie up her head to cover her hair unfortunately the hair has been given to us as a covering According to the scriptures, we will meet that in these Corinthians. However, whenever I go into such a circle, you know what I do? For peace to reign, for the gospel which I bring to be received, what do I do? I cover my hair. Hallelujah. Now, if we go and check in the book of Acts of Apostles, we will see in the book of Acts that the, the early church, the early apostles engaged in disputings of scriptures arguments but not contentious not quarrelsome arguments but arguments to establish the correct doctrine from the scriptures of the old testament that they had to establish the correct practice now that jesus christ has come so they would come to the temple and they would bring the writings of the law and bring the writings in the psalms and bring the writings in the prophets to discuss them so that doctrines apostles doctrines or doctrines for the new testament believer who has not received jesus christ can be established from those discussions some of them took months hmm. we'll continue tomorrow god bless you the message you just heard was from the evening sacrifice by chinira isibor 
from Kabadula Ministries. For other ministrations like Open Book, Preparing His Bride, and more, visit kabadula.org. God bless you.